Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Dell. We're here with the multi-talented. Sheesh, I don't Producer, even know. Multi rapper, pianist, multi hyphenate, multi hyphenate maker, <laughs> sneaker collector. Swoop. Yeah. We're here with Swoop, man. Yo, yo, and yo. this is the work in progress podcast. This is how we got Andy to finally release a whole bunch of music that was just sitting on hard drives. They're finally being released commercially. And today we're talking about an, an alternate version of Family Photo. That's right. Family Photo, as you guys know, is on the Arrow uh, project that I put out last year. And um, basically the, the Family Photo is a song about uh, my wedding day and my father never showing up for the wedding and how even though I was present at the wedding, a lot of my thoughts were about why he wasn't there. Yeah. And so I captured that emotion. And basically how I wrote the record was I took a, a sample. It was actually like a whole different song. I took it and I just looped the intro. Dell gave me the, um, uh, he gives me a list of songs to sample. So I took it, I looped it and I, and I wrote the rap off of that. Obviously, we couldn't use the sample, so I gave it to Joel from 42 North, another incredible keys player, and he remade the music, um, but, you know, added his own thing and chords to it. So the original record is actually the one we're releasing right now, this version. Yeah. It was where I rapped the whole thing very melancholy, straight Over through. piano, no drums. Over piano, no drums, nothing. Through. The version that came out has a kind of like an angry thing that happens in the second verse where as I was working through my own emotions about the record, I realized like, you know, not only is this a, a true story, but there's also anger involved, yes. you know, and, uh, and I never really got to the anger part of how I felt because it was too vulnerable mm. uh, about the whole thing. So I just kept it very melancholy. It's very, it's easy to say like very matter of fact. Yeah, no. This is what happened. Instead of being like, yo, I'm angry about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in that final version, we worked it so that the second verse, like the, the dynamic changes and the drums kick in and there's like this angry, menacing Moog synth, uh, which I like a lot. But Dell always liked this version, the very melancholy, no drums, just very chill yeah. version. And uh, so that's so what happens a lot of times. Dropping it now, son. Yeah, so we dropped it now. <laughs> but I did just play you the record. Yeah. And I played you the second half. And you said something very interesting, and I wanted to say it on camera again. Yes. You said... I don't need to tell you this. Yes. You yeah. said, I don't need to tell you this, Yeah. but you're a very good you're rapper. A really good rapper. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about what you just said. Yeah, I don't need to tell you this because I am not a, I'm not one to stroke egos, A, and B, I'm definitely not one just to tell somebody they're a good rapper because they're rapping about the stuff that I love. Okay. So I've prefaced it with, I don't need to tell you this because your talent is undeniable. But that verse was like, yo, he's, he's a really good rapper. You're talking really good thank rapper. you. www.andyminio.com uh, for his music, <laughs> <Hang> merch. <laughs> Look, give some context. Yeah. I played the family photo verse, yep. the second verse that's different on this version that we're releasing instead of the regular. Yeah. And you said, I don't need to tell you this, but yeah. you're a really good rapper. And I asked why you said, I don't need to tell you this. And he said, I don't like to stroke egos. Yeah. And so my question is, do you think I have an ego? Is water wet? <laughs> is water wet? <laughs> I'd like Chris's that's, answer. That's a complex question, actually. I'm, I'm learning that everyone has an ego and that's egos right. are not bad. 
An ego is meant to protect you from something, from fear, from embarrassment, from something. It's what people do with their egos. Mm. So I don't feel like you're arrigant if that's what you're asking me. Do you have an ego? Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, like my sure. ego but, but, is as small as a thumbnail with the sneakers that you have on, and I showed up with these. Right, okay. So, and mine, my man just <laughs> crushed everyone with those. Just shattered everyone with those. There you go. There you go. Now, let me let me say this. Yeah. Okay. When you say I don't want to stroke the ego, you have an ego. The thought process that pops up in my mind is, you think. I think I'm great. No, uh, is, it, is that because here's the one thing? Yeah, yeah. When you said I don't need to say this, but you're a really good rapper. That's one one of the things that I've struggled with is when you do something well, people assume you don't need any encouragement. Mm. And I've also gotten this before. People think that their job is to humble me. <laughs> Like their their job is to to make sure that this person mm -hmm. doesn't get too much praise because he might be arrogant, and inflated. Yeah. But in reality, that was a cool drink of water for my soul mm. for someone that I really respect mm. artistically okay. to be like, yo, man, you do that really well. And I was like, I, Thanks I think so much reason. because I'm also a very insecure person I've and seen artist. That. I've seen that. And. So I th I feel like I need more encouragement than I need fewer people being like, I ain't going to give it to him because that man's ego's inflated. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, is it something about the way I carry myself or whatever that would make someone be like, that person don't need no more compliments? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think another reason I said I don't need to say this is because the verse was so good. So. You think it, it's like self-evident. Yeah. Like that was without attempting to step on your toes, um, I'd say in the upper echelon of your verses as far as connection. So you have verses that are way more quotable than that. Yeah. Um, where it's like, it's, it's intentional. That's like, oh, the crowd is going to say this back to me. Um, that's going to last more than a quotable because the person that can quote... Uh, Ao or Saints or uh, any of your other bigger songs, you can't stop me. Well, you can't stop me as a connecting verse. Um, I believe those number of people are less than the number of people that have father issues. Mm. So it's like I could not know who you are and only hear that verse and be like, "He's a really good rapper." But then, on top of knowing who you are, knowing your catalog, knowing your skill set and your talents, like. I don't really need to say this, but I still feel compelled to do so. Because if mm. it was just, I don't need to say it, I wouldn't have said it. It was like, oh, no, he don't, he don't need to hear this. He already thinks that about himself. I wouldn't have said it. But it was like, I'm, I'm forcing myself, since the top of 2017, I've been trying to force myself to be emotionally impulsive. So when I feel something specifically positive, I say it. Because the people around me that I loved didn't know how I felt because it was like, oh, you already know this. You already know I Ooh. love you. You already know I mm. care about you. You already know. Ooh. So I don't need to say it. Then I started saying it and I realized how much impact it had coming from me because I wasn't saying it for years. Mm. So not only it may have, yeah. had it, may have been a cool drink of water for you personally, but it was probably a cooler drink of water for me because I haven't said it to you as much as I should have mm. over the course of our entire friendship. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was like... That's good. 
this verse is kind of jamming. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to be emotionally impulsive enough to let him know that and not and let you know it now. Not like I'll text him in a couple of days. Cause mm. it's like, where do you think the reservation of sharing things with people about how you feel about them comes from good things specifically anything actually because this what you just said is not a thing that i think um is like rare i think most people deal with some sort of like lack of communicating how they feel either good or bad and either assume that the other party understands what they mean or what they think um or are just too reserved to do it or fear some, like, yeah. uh, vulnerability makes me icky. Because if I tell you how I feel, then it's like, eh. It's like my wife sometimes will be laying in bed and she'll be like, you know, do you love me? Or, and I'll be like, of course I love you, you know? But it's not about, it's like, <laughs> right, babe? It's just, we, there's a, yeah. There's a level of I want to hear it from you, even yes. if your actions yes. show it and if you're there because words matter. Yes. And I think the our love is like a cup, you know what I'm saying, like that we hold uh, how we think about ourselves in and it leaks perpetually. Come on. And that's why I think we need to hear that I love you from the people that matter the most a lot. That's why we need to refill that cup with what, and for me, as a Christian, I need to refill that with things that God thinks about me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why we need to return to spiritual practices and things that fill our minds because it leaks. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I've wrestled with that, too, is, like, just telling people how I feel. Yeah. I had a conversation with Gavi on tour where I was just like, bro, I, I always tell you you're one of my favorite producers. And he's like, man, you don't like my stuff, man. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I tell you all the time. Yeah. And he's like, yo, when I dropped my album, you never just called me and told me what you thought about it, mm. how much you like. And I was like, but I posted about it online. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. like, and he's like, nah, I needed to hear it. Um, so, you know, I think there's just like, I don't think you can overstate yeah. that you care or affirmations for people. Yeah. You know, I had to learn to teach people to love me the way that I wanted to be loved. And that sounds extremely selfish um, until I learned that it wasn't. Where I, I am a person, that, like you just said, that needs to hear it. There are things that I cognitively know, but I won't emotionally feel unless I audibly hear. Right? So I know if we uh, go to the white sentence. thing. Can you say that sentence one more time? There are things that I cognitively know that I don't emotionally feel unless I audibly hear. <laughs> so I know my wife loves me. I still <laughs> need to hear her say, babe, I really love you. That I appreciate what you do for us. I appreciate your sacrifice. Thanks for taking the trash out. Man, when you did this, it just, it does something for me. I'm a words of affirmation person. Mm. So I had to teach people to, um, the rules of engagement, or I am learning to teach people the rules of engagement. Like, it is okay for me to say like, yo, that verse was hard, bro. That doesn't tear me down in any way, shape, or form. Mm. I say 2017 purposefully because before that, I had reserved encur verbal encouragement mm. because my ego was telling me, you're not hearing this enough, so you don't need to tell other people. So it was mm. like, wow. I've thought you were a great rapper forever, but now it's like I am compelled to tell you that because my ego is like, yo, 
you're not losing anything by building somebody else up. What you're actually doing is teaching people that that's the way that you feel loved the most. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's good. I think we withhold the encouragement way too much, man. I'll speak for myself. I think I need to do better at finding ways to encourage people. Let them know what I think about them, how I feel about them. Um, Because sometimes you just assume. The other person, yeah, they know already. I don't need to say it. I don't want to make the room awkward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like, whoa, whoa. You boys want to get a room? <laughs> <laughs> That's very it's toxic. toxic masculinity it toxic. popping off. Yes. Well, well, thank you for saying that. I thought it was very yeah. encouraging. Yeah. And uh, it was good I, to hear that. I think it was a good question. You asked, like, why do people do that? And that was really interesting. You said... Um, there was a point in, in your life where you weren't hearing that enough, so you weren't willing to give it. And it made me question, like, well, why do I withhold appreciation? You know, when it's genuine, you know what I'm saying? Because I think you said something like, there's not enough of it if it's genuine, obviously. You know what I mean? If somebody just has an agenda or whatever, that's a different thing. But um, there's a couple things that I think about personally. One, I think sometimes I might be blind to obvious things that are worth celebrating Mm. like you just take them for granted sometimes Mm. or they're not as visible anymore especially when they're consistent which is really really bad because if it's consistent that's even more worthy of celebration arguably i don't know or maybe you should really celebrate more when someone that isn't so good at something does something good i don't know but i think both are worth celebrating in droves and um, you know what, man? We do withhold a lot. I remember one morning I was reading How to Win Friends and Influence People. Banger. And there was something in there about like giving genuine appreciation and how necessary it is. And I'm like, man, that's really a, a habit I want to try to build. So I was like, man, let me text my wife. And it, it took me all but a millisecond to think of something that's it, I'm, it's worthy yeah. of me like sure. showing her genuine appreciation sure. for so I sent her a text and she hit me back like you know my wife man I admire her so much like she has such a soft like compassionate like heart yep. like I pray for that every morning yeah. I like literally ask God every morning to give me a heart that's soft that so I can feel empathy and compassion because I think it's absolutely necessary and, you know, my wife was just so touched by it. And I'm like, wow, just because I took two seconds to, like, Oof. just keep it a buck with her. Like, hey, yo, man, I really appreciate you for this, that, and the third. <laughs> this guy's loving it. Yo, <laughs> yo let me keep children. it a buck with you, yes. wifey. Yes. Shorty, you know, I hit up my old earth, you know, <laughs> at the God Hour. <laughs> yo. Oh, Jay-Z. You know what the fame. God Hour is. Shouts to you at 7 o'clock. You hurt? But... You know what I'm saying? It's like right there, I saw the fruit like right away. So it's like, yo, stop fronting. People don't hear it enough. And, you know, there was a funny, some funny imagery in my mind. Like people like, yo, Andy's album is so hard. Let me look out for him. Yo, that hat is stupid, bro. Uh, now I'm keeping them. I'm keeping them like yeah. grounded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, thanks. Some people might have that psych- psychology, like unknowingly, but yeah. <laughs> but no, man. I think you see the fruits right there, and I and I think that's a great encouragement from all of us. Yeah. Like, yo, you see something good? Like, even I even do that with strangers, yo. Hmm. Like, 
you know, I'm tactful about it because it might come off like if it's, it might come off as like Can something more if it's like a female or yeah. something. So I'm tactful about it. But like, yo, sometimes I'll get in the, in the train and I'm like, wow, that jacket is fire. Yeah. And I'll be like, yo, man, cool jacket. Because I know when I'm out in public and someone like compliments uh -huh. something, You're bro, I walk out of that yeah. train like... Already I'm Chanel. killing it today. Well, let me tell you and this, you though. always remember those things. It's always. bugged out. Because like, there's, there's nobody on the face of the earth that does not want to be loved. Go ahead. You say Straight it. up. Yeah. Nah, that's a big fact. I will say this, though. That's actually negates the point I was just about to make. Because I feel like getting compliments from people you don't know is, is really good. It's nice. But also, I think even more importantly, people, for people that you do know... Um, it, it, it means more. Definitely. So, yes. like people that I know and that I respect. So, you know, people be like, but yo, you got people on Twitter or comment section of your Instagram or whatever, always like complimenting. And I was like, that feels great, actually. But um, that verse is hard means something different from like, uh, swoop. you know, swoop. or sw It means more from swoop than it would from, you know, John Johnson 116. At John Johnson 116. John Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it, it's not because that person's opinion doesn't matter that I don't love it. It's just different um, because of that. And I think we forget the weight that we have, you know what I'm saying, in the relationships that we are in. Yeah. Like the weight that you carry. I remember one time I sat down with Lecrae and I played him something off of uh, Heroes for Sale. And I played him the record and it was... Uh, it was done, and I was like, yo, what do you think about this? And he's like, yo, that chorus was trash. <laughs> and I just remember being like, I will snuff you right now. Mm. Like, I was so angry with him. I was like, bro. And he's like, what? I'm just telling you the truth, bro. Yeah. And I had to pull him, like, aside and take him outside and be like, yo, bro, you, you matter too much to me mm. to talk to me like that. Oof. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, what? Why does my opinion matter? Like, he didn't even realize that he had stake in my life that way. And I think that was a really important conversation for us to have for him to know how much he meant to me so that he would know how much his words matter. Yeah. And um, So I think yeah. that was a, a negative thing, like, that was trash, but he was underestimating his weight. So how much yeah. more would it have been if he would have been like, yo... The chorus may need a little work, but the verses was crazy. Sure. It's like, cats don't... Myself included, I'm still learning like, oh, yeah. it matters when I say stuff, especially with the people that I know, because yeah. there is context there. What Twitter followers don't have is relational context. Yeah. They have yeah. your albums, but like spending time on the road with you or things like, or whatever, it, what the context may be, your wife, your family, there's context there. So their words have a different, I won't say more, but they have a different sort of weight than like, oh, I don't know who you are, but I listen to your music. Yeah. And your verse is really good. Thank yeah. y'all for that. But like homeboy that seen me at my lowest and I, and now it's like, yo, the verse you just wrote, that means something different for me. Yeah. You know? So I think people may underestimate how much they matter. Yes. And, or or just may not know. Sometimes people, you don't oblivious. Let, you don't, yeah. The people don't know how much they matter because you never told them. Yeah. Mm. It's because sometimes you assume, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that they mean a lot. What's going on? It's Andy Minio and Delgis Mustafa at the Work in Progress podcast. We're taking a second to give a shout out to our sponsors. Yay! 
Good. Samaritan Ministries. All right. Who wants to talk about health care, kids? Oh, health care is the best. Yeah. All right. Listen, nobody wants to talk about health care, but the reality is it's part of life. You're going to break something. You're going to hurt something. Something bad's going to happen. You got to make sure that you're taken care of, all right? If you're 14, you live at your mom's house, you're probably fine. But for the rest of us, listen, we all need to figure out how we're going to do this. Here's what happened. I'm a rapper. I'm a hip-hop artist. You know, I don't work for a big company or corporation that rolls me into some big health care plan and takes care of me if anything bad happens, all right? I'm on my own. Or I pay some insane amount of money to these, uh, you know, insurance companies, which I've done for years for, like, catastrophic insurance. Basically meaning if I break every bone in my body, they're like, all right, we'll consider helping. And even then, you got to have fallen off a roof. It's insane. So here's what we did. Me and my wife, we were looking for other options to make sure we could have a, a, a different kind of health care. And we found Samaritan Ministries. Now, the guy who was giving me the information about this place, you know, he was coming after me for like a year. He's like, hey, man, I think this is a good option for you. You're self-employed. And I was like, nah, you're weird. Get away from me. I ducked him for like a year. But when I started looking into actually what it was, I was like, yo, this is actually forward thinking and really interesting. So here, here's what it is. Essentially, it's not insurance. It's a different kind of health care. And, and what it does is Christians every month send directly to each other as there's a medical need. Now, the reason why this works is because there's 80,000 plus households and growing who are participating in this. So it becomes a network. And so instead of giving your money to some random company you don't know and you don't know what they're doing with it, and then when you get hurt, you don't know if someone's actually going to cover your thing because it's all these stipulations, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just this community of people who's saying, as there's a need, we're going to give. So most months, you know, you're not, you don't have a need, so you're giving directly to people who do have it. But when it's your turn, you have a need, people give directly to you. They stay directly connected. They send you the money that you need. And they also, you know, it's a little more personal. People could pray for you. They can send a card of encouragement. It's actually really cool. I, I think it's incredible. Me and my wife use it. And, uh, you know, I've got injured playing basketball and doing different things. And I've used it, and they came through in the clutch. So I've already seen it firsthand. Now, listen. Again, like I said, it's not for everybody, but just go check it out uh, because it's been an incredible option for us. Go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash Andy Minio. Learn more about it. And uh, listen, take care of yourself, all right? Don't break nothing. You'll be all right. But in case you do, check out Samaritan. All right, back to the podcast. Let's do it. Yo, and honestly, how many people do you go up to in your life and go... I want you to know that you matter a lot to me. Give them their flowers, but they can still smell them. Yeah. Do we Shall do that to anybody? Because let me let me tell you this. Yeah. Just speaking, another, speaking of family like, photo, right? Just not communicating. When I was at my mother's wake, everyone was coming in, right? Everyone was coming in. People were crying, and we would stand in the front, and people we would welcome people and we shake their hands. And yo, I seen people that I ain't seen in years. Mm. And people are saying the nicest things about my mom. Now, I knew my mom and the conversations I would have with my mom about these <laughs> vi- these very people, right? And she'd be like, oh, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, she'd be like, oh, they're calling me again. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotta, gotta press. Uh, this guy stinks. This guy stinks. <laughs> and they'd come. And she, she was my best friend. Yeah. She was the greatest person ever, bawling. And I was like, really? Yeah. Because it didn't seem like that. 
And I just remember having this like profound moment of like, why when we say, hey, it's this person's birthday, you'd be like, ah, I don't think I can make it. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to make it. Mm. People flew from across the country. Mm. Alex Medina flew from across the country to be with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people were coming from all over the place, but they would have never shown up if I said, hey, it's my mom's birthday. Do y'all want to come through? So in the time that she was alive, y'all wouldn't have made the effort to show up to tell her how much she mattered, but only when she's dead and gone, now y'all going to show up and give the affirmation. And I said, what if we started treating birthdays more like funerals? In that sense. In that sense, where you show up because you're like, this is a celebration of this person's life, and we get the chance to tell them how much they matter now Now. while they can like receive it instead of holding all of this beautiful stuff to say about them, about their life, about their friendship, about their character, for when they're gone and can't even and don't even know it. That's one of the things that I thought was so sad about Mac Miller's situation. Oh, yeah, man. Mac Miller passed away and now, yo, respect to Mac Miller and his family. And, you know, I want to speak Rest on the peace. dead with, with like, honor. Mm-hmm. From the outside, it looked like Mac Miller's career had evened out. It didn't have that crazy spike that it had in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And right. it seemed like people kind of stopped messing with him from the outside. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. And then when this man passed away... Yo, I have never in my life seen such like praise and honor and respect from people that you never thought even rocked with Mac yes. Miller. That That's, were like, "Yo, you're the reason why I make music." And I'm like, yeah. "What? How come you? Like, how come nobody said none of this stuff when this man was alive? I never seen none of y'all say nothing about him. Yeah, nobody. And they was coming out of the woodworks. Yo, John Mayer popped up like this man was like a genius." Anderson Pack. I mean, at least he did a record with him. All these rappers, even like hood rappers, like all these people, I was like, no clue. They're like, he's the reason I rap. I was like, yo, this is so sad because I bet you these people, I don't know, never said yeah, these things know. to we him when he was alive. I don't know, but it didn't seem like it. It seemed like- They definitely would, didn't put it out publicly. They didn't put it out publicly. Yeah. And I was like, yo, it's sad because I wonder if some of the things, and this is complete speculation, I wonder if the, some of the things he dealt with where some of those fears or insecurities that most artists do that they're just like not loved anymore or not mm. cared for like or respected by their peers. But I wonder if he had that kind of affirmation while he was alive, if that would have changed any of the way he, he thought about himself. I don't know. Yeah. And I can't say, but it's a very sad thing to see that, the you know, time can pass without, without us letting each other know how we feel about it, yeah. each other. You know, uh, That's why for John... Etiola Wordsplay's birthday, Chris said, we need to have an affirmation circle for John. You remember? Yes, I do. For his 30th. So we all flew out to um, San Diego. We we were going to LA, but we drove down to San Diego and Mm -hmm. surprised him and took him out for Rodigio and y'all roasted the chicken dude, but that's a different... (laughs) conversation we, we went out to that all you can eat steak situation where yeah, they come yeah. to the table yeah, yeah and there's like pork sirloin you know what you <laughs> yeah you know they're coming the with came, all the exotic meats pause and then your man came <laughs> over then, 
<laughs> then your man came out with the chicken and we Exotic was like beats. Yo, Andy, this is Andy. Fall this back. is Andy. Andy's like talking. He's like this and this and that. And the guy's like, he says something, Andy didn't hear. He's like, oh, what? And then the guy goes chicken, and he's like, oh, no. Like that. Like, he was, oh, like, disgusted. Oh, oh, like, why dude? would I have chicken right now, dog? Yeah. You got top sirloin. The chicken dude wasn't getting played from nobody. Yeah, so. yeah, but anyway. Whole skew, just still, skew. Just untouched. still there, untouched. They unscathed. had him working chicken that night. That's the worst, the worst Versus shit. Show up. Versus the exotic meats. Versus the exotic meats. Pause. <laughs> so... So check it out. So we took John and we straight up had an affirmation circle for that man. And like all of us just told him straight up what we thought about him. And it wasn't hard because John, if anybody knows Johnny Teola, he's an angel. He's He's an an exceptional exceptional human human being. being. Jinx. Yeah, but that was a great thing. And and I agree with you 100%. Um, I feel like you were going to say something because I'm about to... No, no, no. The, the compensation, I, I, I wonder if, or the balancing out for Mac Miller specifically, um, I wonder if that would have happened. And I was low-key convicted because I can't remember the last time I told somebody you matter. Even with me being mm. on this quest to be mm. emotionally impulsive. Like, you're a good rapper. That verse was crazy, bro. You matter? That's different. Cause that that's that's talking to somebody's soul almost like not what you can do matters, which I've struggled with my entire life. It's like, yo, swoop, you're a really good piano player. You're a really yeah. good rapper. You're a really good X, Y, and Z. And I'm kind of like, these are all the things that I do, but I don't know if anyone feels that way about me. Who you I know am, what I'm saying? who I am. You matter is not about what someone can produce. It is about them. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, dang, can we uh, pause this so I can go cry in the closet? Because I haven't, I can't remember the last time I told anyone, my wife, my children, I've said that to them. But like people around me like, yo, you matter in my life. Not just like what you can do for me, what you bring to the table, but you are an asset to existence. Like I can't mm. remember the last time I said some some that to someone. So I was low key. Sitting over here convicted for real. That track mm. about to be crazy too. I already know there's a track called You Matter. And that <laughs> sentence coming. I know and that sentence you said earlier, put that on a shirt, my brother. Yeah. Uh, I, have to pay my I don't even read Audible, you know, like all that. Put that on a shirt. Caleb designed that joint, yo. I know you hey, didn't add the sparks to it. On the way. Yo, hey. let me give a little pushback to something you said earlier what before I, I forget. You know, let me ruffle it up. Um it and I agree with you. I agree with you about it, about um, when someone you admire says, like, gives you, like, a word of affirmation, it does have special significance and weight. There's no question about it. I'm going to speak for myself because that's the only thing I can do. I agree with you with an asterisk when you said that people you don't know when they say something, it shouldn't mean that much. Or it doesn't, you know. As someone that you respect, no, I agree. Yeah. Like, someone you respect, bro, everything they it say. It. It the criticism, little... the affirmation has more weight. Fact. Um, but I will say this. I read something once, and I agree with it. And, and I hope this doesn't come off as cynical, because I don't believe it is. But it was something to the effect of, like, don't listen to criticisms or 
encouragements that are like kind of like uh, inconsistent. So what I mean by that is mm-hmm. if if five different people I don't know say, yo, bro, I love you, but you're like really not punctual, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then I'm going to have to listen to that mm. because yeah. now it's five people that aren't connected. They're saying that I might have to listen to that. Now we're going to have to counsel you. Now we're going to have to counsel you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if one person, yeah. because of their own brokenness that are reflecting things on me, hits me with something, I really do. Really, the healthy thing is to let it go in one ear and out the other. Mm. And I'm going to say that same thing about encouragement because sometimes, and I hope this doesn't sound cynical, sometimes people have agendas and they have a reason that isn't really genuine to give you an encouragement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I'm not saying like do nothing bad, but just be like, oh, thanks. But don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't hold on to that because sometimes there's different reasons why people are doing that. There's been times that people have encouraged me that I was just like, man, you're just trying to encourage me. Soup, that was a really good verse. Can you give my CD to Lecrae? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Like, right. like a, a, a very close to one, a close, even for me, like a loved one. That was like, that's crazy. A loved one that I'm like, man, you're just, you just think I'm down. So you're like, oh, let me tell them yeah, something. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know if you really believe that though. Yeah. Now, when I brought up the example of like, if I'm on the train, like I was in, I was in a store the other day and I was rocking these joints. They were a little, you know, they've been worn a little bit. They look more like them joints at that time. Don't be looking hey. at my sneakers like that, bro. Yo, give me encouragement, man. <laughs> give me encouragement. I encourage you to buy a new pair. All right. <laughs> like, nah. Here we go. Um, Caleb understands. He's the only one in here that understands what it is to have That's real true. sauce. Not this hip hop hardliner, high maintenance thing. Oh, I'm boy. done with that. I was done with that years ago. It's too stressful. But, um, and the dude was like, yo, you got every, like, yo, man, I can't believe you're rocking those. Like, that's so dope. He was a little older. You know, he didn't know that in the hipster world, these are back. They're back. So he was like, I can't, yo, I think they're so dope that you're wearing that. And I was like, ah, laughing, you know, but inside I was like. You see it? (laughs) You see it? You see it. (laughs) You know, I walk around, I'm like, hey, what's up, everybody? They see it. They see it. They already know what it is. But, you know, know, I'm like, yeah, how y'all doing? They see it. Um, And I was just like, look, right now, I still feel good about that. Like, because it was real. You do. (laughs) You do. do. It was real. And sometimes, like, this sweater right here that, uh, you know, I happen to design coincidence. Kiss the ring. Man's designed it. I was like at Whole Foods checking out. Somebody was like, oh, yo, that's dope. You know, probably because of what it says on it. That's it. But I'm like, yo, that's encouraging, you know, yeah. because of the, you know, the message. I'm like, yo, oh man, thanks. You just feel a little good yeah, about yourself. Sure. And Absolutely. I don't know these people. I'm the, probably never going to see these people in my Absolutely. life, but I believe them. For sure. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like your perceived genuineness. So I think like, I agree with you. It's just a little asterisk. Sometimes a complete stranger can give you a genuine uh, affirmation and, and, it, and it feels good. Yeah. And it's good. Well, yeah. so let me tie it into this. People hold, certain people hold certain positions in your life that matter intrinsically. And this is what Family Photo was about. You know, 
we had creative differences on why Family Photo, this version of Family Photo didn't come out. Um, but at the heart of it, the song is the, the exact same lyrics and everything. I just thought the, the, the way that I did my thing on the production side brought out more emotions of more dynamic, yeah. the dynamic of dynamic. anger, because, you know, as I've been talking about what, um, that song meant to me and what those lyrics meant to me, there was a certain level of anger that I didn't communicate in the first version that was very melancholy, like, so what? This is it. Mm. But if you really, so what? My dad didn't come to my wedding. Who cares? It's just what it is. That was me in a way protecting myself. But if I'm honest with myself, there's a lot of anger there as well. And I didn't let that show in the first version, this version. Um, I So I, I made sure that we incorporated the dynamic of the anger in the second verse, like, Damn, man, you my dad. What I did to you, you know, to make you not love me mean what I should to you. Um, But the reason why it mattered that he wasn't there was because he's my dad. Yeah. I didn't choose that person to be my dad. I didn't um, ask for him to behave the way that he did. You know, it's just that's what that was my lot in life. And um. That's why it matters that he wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as as far as it goes, as a human, as an individual, if anybody um, was never really there for me, kind of passively wanted to remain in contact with me, they would mean nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't got not got invited to my wedding. Period. But the fact that he's my biological father, I'm inviting him to the wedding. Yeah. The fact that he wasn't there still mattered because of this. As I was in therapy, you talked about this a lot. Uh, or just, just talked about it now is like telling someone that they matter mm-hmm. is so much more weighty than you're good at something. Mm-hmm. Because the two things that I've been learning is that people need to thrive as human beings. They need to know that they matter and they need to know that they belong. Mm. And mattering, um, mattering is just knowing that like your existence is purposeful and that there's, yeah, there's there's purpose and and value be, and value and mm-hmm. belonging is knowing that you're somebody's mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that somebody looks out for you that they care for you and um you know that was a uh, that was one of the things that I felt is like a sense of when my my dad didn't show up to my wedding yeah my day is about me and my wife but inside I was I, I felt like I don't belong to nobody mm. you know what I'm saying like Oof. I belong to my mom. I know my mom loves me, um, and I have to fight to believe a lot of days that I belong to God. Mm. But, like, it's the biggest day of my life. There's no, there's like a handful of things that you have as like, um, what do you call them, like pillar moments in your life? Like Mm -hmm. graduating high school, graduating college, like your wedding, your first kid. It's a handful of those things that you're like, these are the moments I need to know for sure. Like, this is like minimum requirement that Hmm. the people that I care about are going to show up and let me know, like, we support you. And so the fact that he wasn't able to come to that for various reasons uh, just was like, it affected me a lot more than I thought it would. Um, Because a lot of my life, the way I've been able to deal with the lack of my my father's presence is to be cynical. Is to have really low hopes. 
like if you don't hope, then you can't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so that's the way I looked at life with my relationship to my dad for a long time. If you have really low hopes, then you're often cynical and hopeless, which is sometimes worse than being hopeful and being let down because at least you're hopeful. Um, So the way I've gotten through life is just to be like, I don't expect him to be here at all. And that's what I said in the first verse. It was like, um, I thought this one time you'd pull it together, make an effort, but no, like of all the other moments that you didn't try, at least I thought you would try now. So um, this was also one of those records that I knew when that had happened that I was going to write about it, Mm. but I didn't want to just write about it um, like flippantly. It's like one of those like you, you're carrying it around and you know, like, okay, I got to write about this at some point, but you're looking for the right moment to finally like vent the right beat, the right thing that pulls out the right emotion. And I remember sitting down and like spilling it, you know? And it was like an emotionally draining experience. Mm. It was like, okay, time to let this thing out. So I've been carrying it around and, and it came out like pretty quickly. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a lot, there was a lot tied in there. I know I said like 10 things, but I was trying to tie them all together. I thought it was interesting that you said um, belonging concerning your father. Um, and then you said there are days that I fight to believe that I belong to God. Mm-hmm. I think that there's like an, a linear connection between the two of those um, in that. So my dad was physically present and emotionally absent. So it was like, I paid the bills, you're welcome. And then that was it. Uh, and it didn't click for me till I turned 19. Uh, and it was like, yo, I low-key didn't have a dad. But then I didn't feel comfortable saying that because a lot of my homies literally didn't mm, have dads. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm raising my boys, it's like, no, I, I feel totally comfortable saying that my father was not there. He went to work, he paid the bills, and bless him for that. But I had to learn how to be a man from music, television, and my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> the issues that I have and have had with God is because I didn't have an earthly father to be a prototype. Like, yo, let me take care of you. Let me love you. Yeah. Let me show you you belong. Let me show you you matter. So it's like, why am I going to believe that about you when the person that you put to show me those things at a, at a young age... I not only struggle to believe that about them, I don't believe that about mm. them. So it's like there's a, a a linear connection between the two of those where it's like, man, almost the verse is like, yo, how can you love your brother who you do see? I mean, how can you love God who you don't see and you don't love your brother who you do see? It's like, how can I love, you know, my heavenly father who I don't see when my earthly father has been like not the best to yeah. me? Yeah. I, I, I'm learning not to say I used to say my dad was trash I used to say that And then I had kids And it was like No he actually did a lot yeah. But he missed a lot Too So it was like He missed the mark On a lot And the things that I wanted From him That I didn't even know I wanted You know At a yeah. young age And growing up It's like Those are the things That I'm now looking to God for It's like all right, I belong to you I matter to you And the days that I struggle with that It's like man I wish someone would have shown me that or instilled that in me at a yeah. young age so that there isn't this hovering doubt. Where yeah. God is like, 
what do you mean you don't belong? Like I've shown you, I've gone to the ends of the earth literally to show you these things. How can you not believe them? And I'm like, well, you didn't show them to me through my real dad. It's like, that's mm. not on him. That's yeah. on my dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think those things are really connected. For yeah, sure. I think there's definitely some connection that, there that's too. That's super crazy because that's exactly the one <clears throat> point I was going to harp on with him because I had a very interesting situation happen with me where a pastor from my wife's former, the church she went to before we got married and then moved to the Heights and started going to CCF. He had reached out to her saying like, oh, you know, I got to talk to Dell. I got to talk to Dell. I have some things I have to tell him or whatever. You know, I'm skeptical with like spiritual gifts or whatever, but I have to acknowledge, you know, mm. that those things exist. And that was one of the things he said, like verbatim. Mm. He said, you struggle to see God as a father and only see him as a provider because that's all you've seen. Yeah. And I was just like... Bro, like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. And it's a thousand percent true. Like, I, my biological father was not present. I moved to the to the United States from the Dominican Republic. Um, Him and I started having a relationship near the, like, you know, unfortunately he passed away in 2005. And it was like around the end that he had like a real, he was like more, uh, reaching out more and we had a relationship. I never had any disdain for my dad. Like he was impossible not to like, but you know, I had my stepfather that I consider my dad. He's been there since I was like five, mm. but yeah, you know, he was just working, trying to provide for us, man. Like it was three of us, him and my mother were working super hard and I did kind of just have to figure it out, Yeah, you know, through hip hop and TV and my friends and, um, I realize that a lot of the things that I lack in my relationship with God comes out of all the things that I just didn't see or get. And I just think that's true. Like that's such a hard thing to overcome, to be able to see the things that you weren't, yeah. that you didn't experience, to be able to see that on a, on a godly level, yeah. you know, on the, on the level that yeah. big, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. I wrote in, uh, what was it called? Death of Me in 2014. I said, uh, I ain't got no role models. Now I got to be one. Mm. I bought the lot of hip hop, sold me. I think I want a refund. Mm. Like, that's how I ended the verses. And it was like. I, I love that you couldn't just quote that verse, that you had to rap it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my ego is so inflated. <laughs> no, man, that's, I need that's to... how you plug. We got to get the streams up on that streams one. Streams up, so. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, my my idea of manhood basically came from rap. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then it's interesting, like, you get older and then you become the influence that you once wanted. Yep. And so that's a difficult thing because you're like, oh, my dad was trash, but then I had kids and I realized, no, he did a lot. Yeah. It's like, mm. it's very easy to be critical. Yes. Right. So let me ask you this, being a dad of four, Fo. which, bro, <laughs> we were just on tour and I seen this man all his kids and his wife and I'm Squad. like, yo, son, <laughs> this is a tribe. Squad. And it, they, if you for, ever want to have a merengue group, you're, you're already, you're like 90% there. there There's maybe a fifth gotta, one. Come on, to I play need one more. Just gotta add it. Christina. And <laughs> <laughs> the guida. Oh man, I hope that picture come, comes up right now. Like if yeah. we just put it in post. What was the name of the group? 
Oh, <laughs> mujeres. <She> said, <laughs> <laughs> we found an old incriminating picture of her in a Latin band that I didn't even know. A salsa Latin group. salsa group. Holy smokes. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> Being a father of four, what are the things that your kids need from you the most or want from you the most mm. and like what are the things that you've noticed like in having kids and being a father to that many kids you're like yo i wanted this yeah as a kid and now i get a chance to give it to them or as a father you're seeing the other side of the coin you're like dang i need to be more of this for them yeah i don't know if you they they want a hundred percent and i only i say that for two reasons um I didn't know that I didn't have 100% until I was 19. It took almost two decades to realize uh, that my father has deficits, and some of them are just because he's a human being, so he's not going to be able to give me 100%. And then some of them are, this word keeps coming up, as I grow and hear more of his story, uh, you know, you go to the family reunion and Auntie so-and-so has a little bit too much to drink. And then she mm. starts telling the story. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, my dad went through some crap. Like, he and his older sister low-key raised the family. So mm. it was like, by the time he got to be a father, he was tired, to be all the way honest. Mm. Uh, and I think he chose to be reserved. But out of that, I didn't get 100%. So that's one thing. The second thing is, I had my first child... And um, my oldest daughter, Naima, and it was just bliss. Like, I wanted a girl first. So when we had a daughter, I was just over the moon, right? Mm. Then we get pregnant with our second child, which I thought was going to be a boy. God bless you, Sophia. Um, And I'm talking to my mom like, yo, I'm flipping out. Because I have no clue how I'm going to split this 100%. I'm giving Naima, my oldest, Mm. all of my time. All of my energy, mm. all of my emotion, all of my encouragement, all of that. Da, 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 da. How am I going to split this, mind? What do I do? My grandmother used to say, if you can raise two kids, you can raise 10. And I didn't get it until my mm. mom said, you're not going to split it. You're going to duplicate it. And I was like, that actually sounds 50 times harder mm-hmm. than splitting it. But she said, would it be fair for this child, second child to come into the world and get 50% of you. When the first child came in the world and she didn't get 50% of you, she got 100. So I had to figure out a way to duplicate rather than split. So then we had twins after that. Figure out a way to duplicate twice rather than split. My children don't know anything other than daddy attempting to give them 100%. Mm. They're getting older and um, they can feel deficits they can feel flaws but what compensates for all of that is the attempt so what I really was missing as I'm verbally processing (laughs) what I was really missing from my dad was an attempt it was like you can't give me 100% because you're not you're not perfect and as I grew as a man then as a husband then as a father I learned that it's like it's impossible like I can try my hardest to be the best husband be the best father and friend and brother and producer and musician and rapper and something is going to fail Mm. at a certain point in time and because I feel the most comfortable in the four walls of my home that's usually when I metaphorically let my hair down Mm. so if any place I feel comfortable being tired and saying I'll get to it tomorrow it's usually at home Mm. fortunately because I feel safe 
And unfortunately, because the people that need it from me the most usually get the less, the least of me sometimes. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> they want 100%. And when they can't get it, it's compensated because they can see and feel, even at nine, seven, and my twin boys are six, they can feel that daddy's trying. Yeah. There's never a point, there's never a consistent amount of points where daddy's just napping, where daddy's just sitting around watching TV, where daddy's just being a couch potato. It's like daddy wakes up at six with mommy to get y'all ready for school. Then daddy goes to the gym. They know that because we tell them. They don't see it. All they see is when I come home, 3.30, we're going to do board games. 5.30, we're going to do homework. 6.30, we're going to do dinner. 7.30, we're going to do some sort of family activity. 8 o'clock, we're in the bed. Daddy reads us Jesus' storybook Bible, and then he does it again the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day. So the days where daddy does want to sit down for an hour and just watch Game of Thrones by himself, <laughs> they're okay with that because it's like, yo, you're trying. They don't have the language mm. for that right now. Mm. But as they grow... Like, I cannot wait <laughs> for my daughter's boyfriends to slip up because they have a great prototype. And I'm finally proud enough to say that and not in an arrogant way, wow. but they have a good prototype. So it's like, no, you don't have an excuse not to try. I watched my dad try for the last 22 years. What are you talking about? Sheesh. So it's like they just want 100 percent. bro. They just want 100 percent. Yeah. Or at least the attempt of so. Yeah. And that's the that's the that's a really, really good. You miss blew the dry fits off. Well, you this know, we don't, we don't got kids. <laughs> dry fits are blowing in the wind. We don't got kids. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we don't. And we're, we're nervous to have Yeah, I'm we're nervous. sitting here, like, I'm sitting here, like, man, oh, this is such a complex world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, having kids now is so crazy. Like, everything just gets realer. Oh, yeah. And, like, and, like, you got to be, you got to practice what you preach because yeah, yeah. they, you know, they emulate yeah. what they see, not what they hear. So it's just like a lot of pressure. It is. But I, I like that you said, I like that you said, I'm just trying. Yeah. And, and I think this brings it full circle because the last line of family photo, I said, I ain't ask you to be perfect, man. That's only God. I just wish you would have tried. Yeah. Wow. Everyone, so yeah. that's the final <laughs> line. That's that's the final line of the record. Yeah. And I mean, if there's anything Great. that I could have asked for, and I think you nailed it, was not a perfect father. I don't think our kids want perfect fathers, perfect mothers. Yeah. They just want attempts and real trying. Um, yes. Because it means that you matter and, and you belong to them, that they would matter, even give bro. you the, 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 the attempt. So I think we ran out of time. We probably got to wrap. I mean- you can't end better than that. You can't. I'm <laughs> going to drop it. the mic. Yo, Swoop, thank you for joining us, yeah, man. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Wow. <laughs>